Welcome to Confessions of a PYP Teacher in 2021. This is our first episode in the new year, and I'm so glad that you're here with us. We are at episode 28, and today we're going to um, talk about fostering international mindedness daily. What a great way to start off the new year, thinking about new ways that we can build relationships with each other and with those around the world. Now, the second layer of the foundation of the PYP house is international mindedness. And this is done on purpose. It helps us to cement our school culture with building relationships with each other, not just us physically, but also others around the world. And how, but I mean, that's a big task, right? So how do we do this in a practical way on a daily basis? Because remember, international mindedness is a disposition that happens slow and steady. So uh, we want to be able to do some daily practices to build this, this strength, right? Make it, international mindedness, a strength. And I believe it's about how you lay out the physical space of the classroom and intentionally planning international mindedness into our units. So we're going to look at some examples of ways you can do this yourself. So the first thing we're going to take a look at are multilingual and multicultural texts. We've spoken previously about these types of texts from the lens of the learner profile. Now we're going to expand how we use them with international mindedness. So let's first start off with talking about using multicultural, sorry, multilingual texts, because they set a tone that all languages are welcome here. Think about that. All the languages spoken in your school, in your classroom, are welcome. So that means you're going to have to research what are those languages and try to get texts from a variety of sources. But this is so important because our global society is still in transitioning from assimilation. And remember, assimilation is, oh, you've moved to America. Now you need to speak English and act American, whatever that might be versus acculturation. Oh, you've moved to America. We respect your language. Um, English is the language of what we, of things that we do, but we've also translated documents to help you in your process. Um, we want to respect your language and your cultural heritage. Very different stances. I am a product of assimilation. So I have a deep interest in multilingual texts. You know, when I think of assimilation, it's the process washed away all of my Korean roots. And it started with my mother, who was an immigrant to the country. You know, I think she must have faced a lot of the stings of racism many times because I remember her being very adamant um, when I was about five years old, um, she did not want me to miss out on opportunities in life. She wanted me to be able to get a doctorate. And she wanted this for me without an accent. And I clearly remember talking about that when I was a young child, about um, that I was not allowed to speak Korean at home because it would hold me back. And unfortunately, by the time I was seven years old, I no longer spoke, read, 
wrote in my native language, the language of my birth, because I grew up in Korea as a young child. And even as an adult, um, this is heartbreaking to me because I have tried to learn Korean and it is a block. And I think it's a deep rooted emotional block put in by my mother that you will not utilize this language um, because it will hold you back in life. And whenever I try to read the Korean, it looks like jumbled up symbols in my mind. And I think that goes through that peace, you know, at the heart of you. And I don't want, I've been very conscientious as a teacher, um, through the years that if children uh, want to gravitate toward their primary language or read bi bilingual texts, I'm all for it. And every country that I lived in, I picked up, um, text from that country. Every country I traveled in, I tried to pick up at least one or two children books in that language so that my classroom library reflected multiple languages in the, in the school. I mean, sorry, in my, in, in my population of my students. And so you can see how impassioned I am about this topic. And when we build and embrace multilingual texts, we state that all languages and cultures have value. This is so important in building a school culture of inclusion. And I don't mean inclusion from the lens of special education, special needs. I'm talking about inclusion of everyone into the school experience. I wish I grew up in a time where language was valued at school rather than being ridiculed. I was ridiculed by my teachers for not speaking English. Please do not pass on this unsavory practice. And I know we're not because in the PYP, we, we, we don't do this, but if, you know, so even sometimes I found myself and my colleagues trying to corral, this is English time, um, working in bilingual settings, but I'd have to stop myself because it has lasting consequences. And I know from firsthand that students will eventually master English with time and context. It will happen. And so it might not happen with you, but it will eventually happen if we just let them learn and do and apply. And now let's transition towards using multicultural texts. Now, they set a tone that the dominant culture is not the only perspective we can follow, because oftentimes that is what happens. And the minority cultures provide a richness and understanding of how people around the world are similar and different. And by researching them, we get those multiple perspectives, which helps to foster international mindedness. This is so important if we want to break down those barriers, you know, and if you think of it from the bigger lens of reducing the provocation of war and conflict in this world, you know, breaking down those cultural barriers that stop us from understanding each other and working together to share the earth's resources. These are major issues, but we need to build students with a disposition that when they get to the age that they're world leaders, they have this frame of mind that has been laid through years and years of exposure. 
so that they can come together with other world leaders and look at it from a different lens, a lens that does not include power, greed, or corruption, or whatnot, right? And I'm not saying that all leaders look at it from that lens, but, you know, that's the opposite. So using multicultural texts helps us to go deeper into into that cultural iceberg we talked about and find a common ground with others. So important. So what's another way of um, bringing in the uh, the international mindedness into our daily practice? Well, I think a big missed opportunity in many schools is using the wisdom experience of families in our community to present on a various on various topics. Oftentimes, schools are hesitant to have parents come in. I don't know why, whether they feel like the parents are spying or they feel like the parents will create more problems. But I've seen also where parents have been partners with teachers in lifting some of the um, tasks that teachers are overridden. They're overwhelmed by so many things they have to do nowadays that some of the lower level tasks, parents have come in and taken that lift, also helping children. And when we invite parents into the classroom with the lens that they are going to provide a wider perspective of the world, that does something that builds bonds with that parent, with the school community. So here are some ways to incorporate our families more into the learning process. So I'm looking at it from the lens of our um, six transdisciplinary themes. And um, so that's how I'm going to share it today. So let's look at it from the unit, how we organize ourselves. We know this one is all about systems and governments and um, those structures that humans have put into place. So have parents from around the school community present on their role in supporting the community. That's fantastic. That's usually something that we learn from pre-K through second grade, um, such as other teachers, um, police officers, firemen, engineers, construction workers, entrepreneurs, um, business owners, all of those people make a difference in how our systems are organized for us to live. Another possible is where we are in place and time. Have migrant parents share their experiences of coming to a our country, wherever that might be, and share the challenges and opportunities that they faced um, in making this major change in their life. Why did they come here? What were some of the things that they faced that they hadn't anticipated and how did they overcome them? So powerful in teaching resiliency and managing setbacks to our young learners, which are our approaches to learning. Now, from the lens of how the world works, have parents who work in any of the sciences, wouldn't that be fantastic if they worked in the sciences to share a role of what they do? There's always going to be scientists in every city. And, you know, let's think deeper. Who we are, have parents who work in in the health industry, whether it be, you know, mental health, physical health, um, any part of the 
health industry, um, people who work at building relationships, counselors, therapists, um, life management, so life coaches, um, any of those types of um, professions that help to build us up as humans share ways that we can build self-efficacy. How we express ourselves. Have parents showcase their various talents, whether they you know, be in the arts, in the music and, you know, in visual arts and performance arts, but it's also in writing, but it also could be stamp collecting, scrapbooking. It, you know, it doesn't have to be limited to traditional modes. It could be someone who's a great um, se- uh, seamstress, anything right? Sharing their talents and demonstrating the process because that right there is so powerful. How do you, how would I do this in a simple way? Get started so that we ignite the passion within our students. Sharing the planet, have parents who are passionate about sharing the planet through their own personal recycling, reusing, um, going back to the arts, upcycling, reducing to give practical tips to the class. These are just some ways on how to incorporate the wealth of resources that we already have in our school community into our classroom experience. If you live, though, in a school that does not have access to these resources within your parent body, then consider reaching out to the leaders within the community to support your efforts. I work in a campus like that where I serve under, you know, lower socioeconomic, um, impoverished students. And so we have to reach out to the greater community, um, people who work in the community, um, and sometimes beyond our community um, borders to bring this richness into our school. But it does exist, and we just have to find it. And finally, let's look at um, reflection scenarios. Now, something that we can do daily to build respect, open-mindedness, and empathy is through regular reflection scenarios. This can be tied, of course, to your unit of inquiry and tied to your content so that you don't feel like you're doing something extra. This can be an oral experience where students, you know, buddy up, a whole class discussion, role plays, where they act it out. It can also be written. It also can be a combination of both. Um, That's completely up to you and your students. Present a situation that requires some thought and may pull on the emotions. It might be slightly controversial, something that we don't want to talk about because we have to expose our students to these things. Ask students how they might respond if they were in the scenario, thinking through the lens of the learner profile. Because it's the most tangible, right, tool that we have for students to be able to demonstrate international mindedness. So let's look at a potential example of what could this possibly look like and how might we um, react to it. So here's the scenario. So imagine you are in a non um, uh, non Asian country where a child from Pakistan would easily live. So I'm thinking of the United States. I'm thinking, let's say, um, Johannesburg, right? Um, You have a student from Pakistan who is coming to live in your area and joining your school. It's recess time 
and the uh, the student is trying to join uh, what we Americans call soccer or the football game. He has limited English. He or she have limited English ability, but because of their prior experience, they know how to play the game of football. Because um, they are unable to express themselves, some of the students start to make fun of them. So what will you do? So I'm going to um, break this down into two parts for my students. Process and showing thinking. So the process can be, are you going to work by, on your own? Are you going to talk it out with a partner? Or are you going to meet in a group of four? So I allow some agency there. So children choose the process. Then showing the thinking are they going to make a role play about the situation? Are they going to create a storyboard to illustrate ideas? They're going to write a letter or write um, some sort of narrative if they'd like, or they're going to come up with their own idea. And I'm going to give a limited time frame for them to do this so that it doesn't take all day, right? Maybe 20 minutes. But this right here is such a powerful tool in helping our students to engage with scenarios that are going to help break down those cultural barriers and build up international mindedness. There are endless ways to do this. I've just presented you with a few considerations and you're probably already doing some amazing things that I'd love to learn more about. Um, please feel free to share on my um, social media, thinkchat2020, email me, thinkchat thinkchat2020 at gmail.com or go to um, my resources at um, thinkchat2020.weebly.com. So we've just started the, uh, the practice. Now think about what are you going to do to start embedding and fostering international mindedness daily into your classroom setting. And have a wonderful day on at the beginning of a new year. We're trying to become better. And so think about what you're going to do better for the beginning of this fabulous new year.